Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. So Logan, we're over halfway through the calendar year, unbelievably. We've crossed mm-hmm. that threshold, so Christmas will be coming up very shortly. It will. It will, it, will, it will literally arrive, and you'll be like, well, have I saved up enough for that? And usually the answer is no. But um, I uncharacteristically sent you a, a message yesterday and said, look, thinking of doing just a sort of a mid-year check-in on mm. on the industry. How has 2023 fared so far? And I got a lukewarm response from you. I mean, very rarely do I even bother to give you a heads up of what's happening. And then the time I do, think, you know, you might want to have a little think about that. It was queried. So it's, it's almost mm. like you're not up for this. And I'll, in the opening minute, let's just get yeah. into that and let the, the audience know that Logan doesn't doesn't care for this little topic. I don't care. I think it's just on reflection. I was like, I mean, firstly, mid-year, I was like, where's that gone? Yeah, that um, is a shocker. Uh, that, that was my first, that was my initial instinct. It was good lord, we're at that point. And I yeah. looked at the day and I was like, "Well, yeah, we are," which is just bizarre. Um, but I, with with these sort of things, I often just sort of like whatever's done's done. Mm. But I'm really poor at like looking back on yes, yeah, like what I've played and gone is is that good or not? And have I played things that actually were released this year? That is a good point because we're very much a area of play what you want when you want don't yeah. be don't be concerning yourself with new releases because that's that's for the people that get paid to do this that's their job mm. it's ain't a fucking yeah. job at the end of the day it's a hobby which has yes. an extension of a hobby so play what you want when you want <laughs> and there's still interesting conversations to be gleaned i find out of that that's yeah great yeah yeah no and you're right but it, that's why i always find it difficult when it's like how's this year gone but my initial reaction all the time is to say shit because yeah. <laughs> it, I, it it largely has been. But then I look back on it and I think, well, not for everyone, it's not. Um, and I think I've probably played more stuff than I probably realise. But mm. and I have like I've played Hogwarts, I've played God of War, like I've played some pretty like good AAA games. So you just, as I say, I'm just a, I've got a really bad habit of um, of kind of just going. Ah, shit yeah. nothing's happened and i go well actually i've i've played some good games so that was that's why i was like hmm. yeah i'm thinking I'm, I'm, i haven't done the data check yet but i think in terms of my personal set of games that i've played mm. i'm probably going to hit an all-time low of like release of just finishing games this year and that's yeah. large part due to the persona four and five sort of back-to-back double bill that i gave which took up <laughs> seemingly well almost half the year actually i mean the way i look at it is it's about is at least four months yeah and then it it fended off other new releases for the most part so Mm. i'm already behind the eight ball or behind the you know snookered as we'd say over this behind the eight ball i don't like that that's a pool reference for americans isn't it what you'd say here is you're snookered which people don't understand what snooker is over the pond but i do yeah that's the the sort of I don't know what the other term you could use would be. I'm not trying to think of an alternate, more universal. Because behind the eight ball works, but if you if the final ball is the is the eight ball, which is the black ball, you ain't 
you, you're gonna you're in profit, aren't you? If you stuck behind that, you got to create it. Whereas snookered is genuinely a term where yeah. you can't see the object ball. You are stuck. Mm. There's, there's at least one ball blocking your path yeah. to the ball you need to hit. So I prefer matter. snookered. Well, of course, most of the stuff like this, where it gets sort of translated on its way over the Atlantic, comes out as absolute gibberish, like the nonsense they come out with. Yeah. So, Just to clarify, we've about thirty percent of our podcast is US listeners. Is that right? Almost half, yeah. It's, well, that's it, annoying. It, so we can't even just go, mm. well, in the minority. We have to consider them in the... I think they understand that they're generally wrong most of the time. <laughs> I think that's what we've got to. I don't know, we'll find out in the comments, won't we? As we've, we will, we've, yeah, you're right. We'll definitely find out if there's any film corrections, because uh, Logan got told off for his story <laughs> last week about The Dark Knight. I know what, you told the story about The Dark Knight and the, the hospital explained and all that sort of stuff. At the time, yeah. I thought... I don't know if that's true. It sounds far-fetched, but yeah. I've no reason to bother challenging it because otherwise the podcast never ends. There's this th- I'm sure there's things I say and you're like, he's talking <laughs> shit here, but for the interest of time, there's no point in us sitting here going back and forth all afternoon. But yeah, there, yeah, was, yeah. there was a correction coming in from Rumble saying that that's not what yeah. happened. He sent a little voice note. So I mean, where did that story, where's the genesis of that story come from? Did you? Did Adkins tell you? Because he's, the, he's nah. the arbiter of fake news i just saw it through the uh through the film through fred by meta the the brand new social media platform that should all join that's not an advert huh it might have been some sort of movie program or something but i did see and my only challenge to that would be which is what i said to you is (laughs) ledger ain't here to dispute it anymore is he he's not even covering his back he comes out doesn't he and goes whoa yeah it was all planned you go well was it he ain't going to come out and go, we nearly blew up Heath Ledger. Or, yeah. do you know what I mean? He's going to go, oh, need, he ain't going to suck that up. I mean, look, it, it, it could be one or the other. It looks... The, the problem is, it might. Ledger was such a good actor that it's hard to tell whether it was scripted or not. I mean, mm. the only thing that we can say is, why would... What's his name? Lie. Yeah. Why has my mind gone blank? Director Jobby. Yeah, it is, yeah. But I need to get this coffee down me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, fine. I mean, it's, it's, I think it would have been better as improv. I think that gives more credence to, to Ledger rather than to that director fuck. I'm um, just surprised they even did anything practical. Like, because nowadays most things like that are CGI'd in. I ain't buying the fact that they needed to give him time to wow. walk away, by the way. Like, He's been told to say that by HR and health and safety. So I went, don't tell no- him that that wasn't factored in just make there's it sound no way like we they did went it. oh just press the button later but <laughs> like, you don't need to press the button and delay the explosion so he can walk away and arguably he doesn't walk away he turns around and looks at it anyway yeah. and then it blows up and he walks into the bus so i don't know what can you say we've been fact checked i dispute the fact checker but <laughs> nolan can't be trusted is what i'd say None of them can. No, no one in this earth can be trusted. I found these days mm. they're talking unless they're under oath, and even then, it's like, well, you're probably <laughs> lying. Then, so. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're open. You don't get found out. So that's that's how it works. Anyway, this is Idle Game Chat, a grassroots and independent podcast produced by Dimp Digital, which is our, I guess, our company name of sorts. I don't know, but this is the flag. Is it registered? Oh, no, no, it's not. Well. No, it probably should be in some ways. I don't know. Tax breaks, isn't it? I don't know if you've earned free P, whether you have to pay tax on that. I mean, Rishi will have it, I'm sure. 
he'll have forty percent of that if he thinks he can have it. If he if he can get it, so maybe he will. You're right. Yeah, he'll, he'll absolutely take that. So this, maybe that that's something to look at. But this is our flagship show, mostly dropping weekly, talking about some games that you can play today and the industry at large in terms of video games. Sometimes it's hardware, but usually a video game and software. Got Logan, who's my co-host here, resident referee, current FGL Grand Prix champion, looking to do what everyone has done since, win the Grand Prix and then win the championship the very next year. No one has defended that title. What's that that is? It's strange in some ways, Mm. but... I mean, Hall disputing say he's defended it, but Hall never earned his way into the... He was placed there. Just did. Yeah. And the people that were given his, his opponents in the early years were also hand-picked. No one had earned their way through. The year that it got earned, he, he lost. So... <laughs> so how did we used to do it then? Did it used to be a case of, right... I think we just did. So we just did the championship, which meant that there was a captain, two captains, they just picked you guys. And then there was no sort of Grand Prix... Because we always thought we well, never going to get sixty games, but then I thought, hang well, on, let's start, let's start adding mm. this and forcing people down that route. And then from there mm. on, as soon as people weren't their way in, it become a difficult proposition for them. So mm. interesting, good no, stat. That I like that. Yeah, that's the stat that's going. It could happen again. I mean, you're in good position. Obviously, we we catch up on that fairly regularly when there's a new game release to uh, to get to that. Anyway. We've got a good episode lined up, I think, because we've actually got later on, I very rarely do this, but as a... But again, I say I rarely do this as though I'm going to spoil something. The title of this episode will be the game we're talking about. And I act like there's no way anyone listening or watching could know when it's you written. You snarled up in it, didn't you? Because you, when you're doing it, it's like... Because it's live, you think yeah. no one knows. Yeah, they do. Cause I've, but they do. You've already done the work, you've edited it, you've already chumped it all together and chucked it out in the title. Yeah, it's there and it's called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, gone for the big dog. Who do you reckon's done the review of that? Oh. You don't know, it's um, the thing. You actually no. don't know. I mean, it could be. I hmm. I think it might be someone left field. And I say left field. I'm, I'm salmon. No, not salmon. All right. No. So Pac-Man wouldn't have been available. Um... Adkins. No, I don't know what's happened to Adkins. He's gone off to, I'm seeing him this weekend. I have to get into All him. Right. And... Well, it must be Hall then. No, it's Pac-Man. Is, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he would have done it that quickly. Well, it's been two months. I know. <laughs> but I yeah, I, I, just... it's a big game. So for him to commit and mm. finish it was a was a surprise. But yeah. Oh, he's, interesting. He seemingly got over the line first. Unless Adkins has done it and just not told me. But Jumped off that hype train, didn't he? He's fell off it. He's, mm. fall, he's fallen off and it's damaged him in some way. So hopefully he gets his act together. But as I it's always a say, good point, actually. He has been AWOL more so these days than he has been for some time. Concerning. Drugs and drink. Keep saying it. It'll catch up with you when you get to his age. <laughs> Absolutely. He's one year older than us. It's really going <laughs> to... That's where it really hits you when you get to the, the next year. Anyway, so we're here to give a little bit of a mid-year check-in of the gaming industry... As it's been for 2023, we're not going to go super mm. deep. And I've had to obviously hand-pick some of this stuff, so there's going to be inherent bias. I can't talk about every game that's ever released because there's been hundreds. But we're going yeah. to talk about the three main platform holders mostly because I find that the most interesting, given that they are the lifeblood of the, the console space. And mm. then we will do a bit of best of the rest of like third-party stuff. You know, Logan mentioned the likes of, uh, of a Hogwarts maybe appearing, and you know that could that could come up later on. 
But um, let's get going. First of all, I want to ask you a few questions. And this is not a formal quiz. It's more of a way just to... Oh, test. ...to get up and just sort of set the table. So we're talking about Nintendo, mm. Xbox, and PlayStation. So those okay. are the three big ones to start with. Mm. Who do you think has shipped the most games out of those three? And when I say games, this includes things like a port to PC, it could include, and it could also include a port to a new platform that it wasn't on before. So just factor those potential variants in because a lot of that took gets counted in. So who do you think out of the three? You can put them in order if you want. You know, you can say, I think it's going to be X, Y, and then Z. So... Would you count Game Pass additions? So this is only games that are published by the platform holders. And so in Xbox's case, it includes Bethesda because, mm-hmm. and it includes Bungie for Sony because they actually still technically, if you look at the publishing arm, Bethesda Softworks, or sorry, Bethesda Games do the publishing. Um, whereas something like... Uh, I'm trying to think now of a, of a game. Something like Halo is an Xbox Game Studio game. Yeah, but, yeah. But something like Hi-Fi Rush is Bethesda. But it's still under yeah, the yeah. Xbox umbrella and the same with Yeah, yeah I understand. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it doesn't include like third-party drops. It's only stuff that they've made themselves under those right. on, under Not that sure. umbrella and then drops yeah, yeah. either on Game Pass right. or at retail. Got Yeah, sorry. So it's, it's literally got to be first-party stuff. Mm. Um. Sorry, you probably did say that, and my brain it could just be, didn't it. it could be second-party stuff as well, where they've okay. published it, but they don't own yeah, the studio. Yeah. But again, but Sony yeah. or Xbox or Nintendo have to have their name stamped on that publishing art. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it feels like Nintendo would be number one for me. But I don't know whether what the, I, I don't know if that's true. That's just because I was thinking of all the stuff that they are going to release. I'm try, I'd probably say Nintendo... Xbox and PlayStation. I don't know why, but it feels like PlayStation have released fuck all, but that's probably because I ain't paying attention. Mate, those PC ports. Mm. They could, but you were correct. Was I? Yeah. So you got Nintendo yeah. have released seven games. Credibility restored. Absolutely. You got away with it. <laughs> Nintendo with seven games, which actually all are seven games. Xbox. Is well, yeah. That's mad. You know, at the, the top... The top one hasn't even released double figures this year yet. I no, don't know if that's a lot or not. Yeah. I don't know. I think we'll, we'll get down to it. You'll yeah, realise yeah, yeah. how little these lot, this lot do. Other than Nintendo, Xbox with six. Yeah. Okay. Only three of those count as new games. And how I categorise new games are stuff that scored an open critic. Yeah. Okay. So there's, a, there's like a console port of Age of Empires 2 in there. There's mm. Ghostwire Tokyo, which was on PlayStation 5 last year, is now on Xbox. Yeah, that's these these sort of things that make up those numbers. But there's only three new titles there. PlayStation mm. have got five, but they've got the same amount of new games. Three, and again, they've got three others which have PC ports. Lurking. That's not a lot, is it? No, it's not a lot. And I think this is. I don't know if there's a misconception that these these. I mean, Nintendo. To be honest, that's more than one a month. That feels. Yeah, yeah. And they're all legit new games. There's a remaster in there, but it's like from 20 years ago, so it's clearly work that's been put into it. It's not like a port. Yeah. Um, they've they. I think that's enough. And I've always said though, if you get one big game a year from each of these, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do we need do we need five other bits of took to go along with it? I would argue not. But mm. yeah, I, I don't know. Um, 
I mean, the thing is, it has to be taken into consideration that that like third party games and whatnot do bump all of that out. Oh yeah, it's, um, there's like, so much to play. Like there's yeah. I mean, I mean if this was it, we'd be like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it does have to be <clears throat> taken into consideration with that, but it's still just, I don't know, is it, I, I, I'm struggling now in my head to decide whether it's okay or not, because I think we've well, said before, one or two, yeah. like, absolute bangers a year and we're happy, Yeah, like, one is really the minimum, but acceptable, Yeah, um, like, two, three would be lovely, yeah. but when you look at that and go, well, you know, they're probably releasing about 10 a year, like games, yeah. 10 at like tops. Mm. I mean, it's not a great hit rate, is it? No, but then I think when we, we spoke about it last week, when we look at the budget for Horizon Forbidden West and, yeah. the and how long it took, they're taking half a decade, mm. like these bigger <laughs> titles. And how long's Starfield been in development for? Fucking God knows. Fuck knows, probably six years yeah. at this, probably longer even. So, yeah. That's the that's the price you pay. I mean, unless, so unless five years ago you planned for twenty twenty three to be the year, uh, you're always it's, it's always that cycle, isn't it? It's that cadence. And yeah. I wonder uh, how they do actually like plan all this shit out. Like must be so a fucking nightmare, must not it? Because it's, it's all trying guesswork. to do like agile development, like in sprints and yeah. doing all that sort of bollocks, and trying to also plan <laughs> your release dates five six years. In advance and making sure. Like, it'd be really, be really interesting difficult. to be a fly on the wall where you go into one of these firms and it's like one of the big mm. developers and they say, look, we want to make a AAA 70 UK pound game. Mm. And they're like, here's the pitch for it. And they have to convince them that in five, six years, this is this this will be mm. worth it. It's such a big leap of faith because the amount of things that can go wrong in that time or cannot stick or mm. when it comes out, it's total toot, as we've seen mm. with the likes of Redfall. Like... Yeah, You're taking yeah. a massive risk on time, resource, and everything. Yeah. Reputation. It's a good point. And obviously, we discussed last week around films versus games. At least with a film, you can go, here's the script, draft yeah. one. Like, And there's there's actually, or you can storyboard some of it. So that's what they often do, didn't they? They storyboard it, script yeah. it, and kind of almost do some sort of... Like, like those with the knowledge can see that a good and a bad script and what's worth yeah. going to the next phase. There's people yeah. rocking up here with fucking slideshows and perhaps a prototype that they shouldn't have been working on. And it's like, well, this is the yeah. this is the idea of the game, but in all of this to come together, it's going to take five years and all these uh, systems need to mesh yeah. and <laughs> come together. Yeah. yeah. No, it's... it's, it's um, I wonder how they go... They do go, yeah. I mean, you look at Redfall, if we use that as an example... Yeah. Like that's got signed off, and in principle, well, you think Redfall. Yeah, it sounds like, and again, this is all based on people speaking to people off the record, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that Bethesda, the publisher, wanted Arcane, the developer, to do a game like this, and Arcane, not specialised in that area, were like, mm, this we don't really want to do this, but they was like, look, your last two games, whilst critically have been good, sales-wise haven't been up to snuff. Let's find something more mainstream, hence yeah. a shooter, hence a co-op, all that sort of stuff, and go for that. And mm. they ended up losing 70% of their staff because the people that were in that arcane studio were like, we don't want to work on a first-person co-op shooter yeah. like with loot and what We want to make these immersive sims mm. that we've been doing. So yeah. they had a lot of churn and whatnot. And um, mm. that's... An, that's it looks like an example of where a publisher 
you know, yeah. the Allens of society have gone, well, the numbers say that these are the games we need to be making. And although you guys have not made one, go off and do that because what you've been doing before, whilst the fucking losers that, that play video games like enthusiasts, they like it. It ain't, it ain't sticking with the mainstream. So go off and do that. So it's almost pushed down upon. And that probably happens as well. Like, mm. you know, and then you're trying to put square pegs mm. in round holes. Interesting. Well, it's interesting that, I don't know. You know, you think, like, imagine if you're bot, you went, I like doing this. They went, yeah. uh, what's that got to do with anything? Like, it's an interesting thought that. But it's art. But it's not, it is art, but it's also a business. And that's where yeah. the crossover is happening. This isn't a pure art form. It has yeah. to be a product. Yeah. It has to be seen but as. I wonder how many films that fucking Nolan's yeah. had thrust on him and he went, I don't want to make that. You're making it. Maybe early on, but I think, honestly, since mm. he broke out he does what yeah, he, yeah. it's up to him isn't it yeah. and that's the thing I suppose that's a point Arcane were same with Rockstar you ain't going to tell them you're not you're going to be doing something else <laughs> if, they, if they wanted to do something of a spin-off they could I am sure mm. could go to Take Two and say I know you want us to do GTA 6 but we actually got an idea for this little spin-off and they go alright mm. just to keep them happy yeah like there, is, there is that definitely happens interesting um, but yeah so we've got 7, 6 and 5 from the big three platform holders so I said seven of Nintendo's games are new and got a new open critic page. Got mm. an average score of 81. So that's not bad. That's pretty good. Mm. The games in question are Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Bayonetta mm. Origins, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and just recently, Everybody 1-2 Switch. That's sitting on a 58. So now they've let that get out the door. We talk about the quality control at Nintendo, but that's a real shit house. But other than that, every other game in that list has scored at least an 80. And there's yeah, two yeah. games in the 90s, Metroid Prime Remastered 94 and Tears of the Kingdom 96. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'll let you decide what your opinion is, but that's a pretty strong lineup. Seven. Yeah, it is. Six, yeah. six I mean, well-received games, one yeah. shitter, two yeah. absolute darlings. If you're yeah. into that ecosystem and you're into these games, you are cackling all the way mm. to the bank. Well, you're not cackling to the bank because you've got to pay for them, but you know you're fulfilled. You're fulfilled entertainment-wise, I guess. I know what you mean. You get your money's worth. Mm. It, you know, you, it's not like you can complain that they're not churning it out because no. uh, because they are. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Um, that's why I went for Nintendo. I mean, you know, arguably, if you've got a Zelda that's come out plus some other stuff. Mm. You know, you're, you're satisfied almost for the year. Yeah. On, Doesn't on matter what year. they do for the rest of it. And then they announce some Mario stuff. So yep. you've got a bump a year if you are uh, if if you love a bit of Nintendo. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. Xbox, on the other hand. So here's the... So we've got six games, three that are new. Oh so Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, which was ported to console. Mm. Then we've got Hi-Fi Rush, 89, yeah. on Open Critic. Minecraft Legends, a 70. Ghostwire Tokyo ported to Xbox, Redfall, 57, and then Mighty Doom, which was a mobile game. So there's a bit of cheating there to get to six, but that's that's what, that's what, what, is. That's what came out under that umbrella. Um, average of 72. Not a stellar year, is it? I mean, even oh, if you... I, I, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would I, say that Hi-Fi Rush has probably got... A, a, <laughs> probably a 10-point bump, in my view. Shadow dropped, didn't it? But for the sake mm. of... The numbers being what they are, even with that, mm. 72 is not really up to snuff. 
out no. of those three, is it? And Redfall has heavily dragged that down. But even Minecraft Legends, I mean, that's... Which bang, they stopped bang average. fucking about with that franchise well, and releasing the not two. Not going to, are they? Two billion paid for that. It's fucking oh, milk that. Stressing me out, though. It's so shit. Like, it's just, <laughs> what are we doing? It is so, isn't it? Like, Minecraft as itself was good. Everything they've done as a spin-off has been crap. Because Minecraft Story Mode. It Ruben, was crap. The pig. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I forgot that, Ruben. <laughs> Fucking hell. But do you know what I mean, though? When it's been reduced to that, though, apps in itself, mm. that's the highlight. <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, and the low light. But you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, what are we doing? Leave it alone. Move on. Well, have a go, though. Have a go. Minecraft yeah, Dungeons and Minecraft Have a go Legends. as long as you're releasing some other stuff. I think is the point. Yeah, but they're well. hanging their out on it as well, which is not what you want. But anyway, so friend of the show. That's, that's Xbox's half year. <laughs> PlayStation, so they did five yeah. and then three sort of new games. So Returnal mm. going to PC, which I uh, fine, good. Mm. Last of Us Part 1 going to PC, an utter disaster. Absolute stinker from them for they releasing that. A ball on that. They really they? dropped a ball. That's real poor. Mm. Then we get into sort of the the new stuff, quote unquote. So at Horizon mm. Call of the Mountain, which was the PlayStation yep. VR two. So one thing to keep note here is that PlayStation dropped a brand new bit of kit in yeah. PSVR two. That scored itself an eighty. Destiny two Lightfall a seventy one. <laughs> Yeah. And MLB The Show 23 and 81, which is actually available on all platforms. So if you're looking for exclusive pissing contests, in fact, <laughs> Destiny 2 Lightfalls and all. So actually, if you want the exclusive pissing contest, then Jim's blown that, but I don't really subscribe to that too much these days. Yeah. What do you make of that then? So a couple of PC ports, which are fine. We know they're going to be doing that throughout the years. And we've got Ratchet mm. & Clank Rift Apart being announced for later on this year also. Yeah. Did, they did drop that PSVR too. I mean, something that we, none of us gave yeah, an interest yeah, yeah. in because of the price, but still mm. had to put money and time into that. So that's been, feels like that's been the focus really of the first quarter and if not the first half of the year. And then you've got mm. the regulars of MLB, the show always coming out every year. That's the sports franchise. And then Destiny 2 seemingly always has a, a an expansion to deal with. So we're talking about Xbox not being stellar there, but that's not a particularly enthralling lineup. Did get an average of 80, uh, 77, though, so just pips them on the open critic average race. But still, again... Yeah, I mean, there's be- nothing there that gets your heart pumping, though, is there? Like, there's, no. No ex- there's nothing Unless exciting there. you are VR mad and you've been waiting for PSVR 2. Because that must yeah, have been I mean, super yeah. exciting for some, some people that wanted to jump down into that. Because, again, the mm. kit seemingly very, very good. Price... Yeah, yeah. Probably appropriately for the kit, but too expensive for most people, which is why it doesn't get yeah. a lot of uh, chat. But objectively, they've they have had to launch and market and do that. And it seems like if you're into that space, mm. you're laughing to a certain point. You've got a lovely bit of kit there. Now, if they abandon it in six months and we don't get any new games for it, that won't be a good look. But for now, they've got something to be getting on with. Mm. Yeah, still. But it waters down the hardcore console experience, <laughs> undoubtedly. Yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, I don't really like the idea of giving them, I wouldn't say a free pass, but, no, like, it's still not good, is it? It's worth factoring in, but yeah, I agree, it's not not good at all. It's as simple as that, (laughs) yeah. Yes, you you should do PlayStation VR 2, which probably 5% of your fan base are going to be interested in, so even from Mm. the, the numbers perspective, 
Yeah. If, if you can remove that and be quiet. Sobering, isn't it, when you have it laid uh, down in front of you? It's, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's uh, it's disappointing. Mm. It is, from, uh, you know, what else can you say other than just go, ah, shit. Yes. Yeah. Because if you don't like MLB The Show, if you don't like baseball, mm. you're out. If you don't like Destiny, you're out. And if you don't like Call of the Mountain, or no, sorry, if you don't like VR, you're out. Every single one of those has a caveat of you being interested in. Something that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing when I was listening to it. I was there's like, no general you know, MLB sort of... The Show. Like, that's a, largely yeah. going to be a US centric game. Yeah. Um, and you've got 550 UK pounds buying for Call of the Mountain. And then you've got Destiny 2, which, if you haven't been a part of for the last decade, you're unlikely to. Go after that. At least you could say Hi Fi Rush. Anyone could download that and give it a go. And enjoy. yeah, yeah, it's more of a yeah. a general game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I'm sort of sitting here going, "Well, they've they've released some stuff. All right, they've got a got a headset, VR headset has come out. But at least the even the Minecraft stuff on the Xbox is shit. But as you say, like anyone, it feels like anyone can pick up that stuff. It's more broadly." going to be of interest to people i think is where yeah i think of it but hmm. some, some will say that it's objectively better just because of the scores but we'll see now i'm gonna ask you a difficult question yeah. love a difficult question i want you to grade to grade these three fucks based on the data right. imagine your lecture at university and they're like look i don't think they, they use a's and b's and c's at university we well, they did when I was there. Well, we well yeah. Can you get an there. F? Is that because that feels again like an Americanism? I've only ever seen E's handed out in my with uh, my my academic experience. I mean, I have to F be honest, must I be zero percent. I feel like I fail. I feel like I didn't. I didn't ever get one. I'm pretty sure that that you can basically just go from. Um, if you don't show up to the exam, you, you get an you're F. ungraded. This well, is to you. You're just ungraded. It's that bad. Yeah. I think that's that's basically as bad as oh, it that gets. That was a you. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just so shit, or you just like wrote some expletive on the paper or something. <laughs> I don't know. You just went nah. And even dealing with that ungraded, it's so poor. But I'd seen um, I'd seen an E popped about plenty of times, mm. and D's obviously C's and A's and whatnot. But... I don't know if there's there, there should be like a grading criteria that the the, the markers and the graders get, but. I don't know if there's an element well, they're of They're on bloody personal... strike at the moment, aren't they? So this can't even ask them. Well, it's been some of the times, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to ask me to grade these fucks? Yeah. In an, in an objective manner. I don't want this Logan bias creeping in. Look at the data yeah. that's been given to you. The yeah. average so what, is... That... Not, so what? Are we going to go A to E and a U, yeah? Is that what we're doing? Well, if you need the e. U, then something disastrous has gone wrong, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just establishing the, the criteria. Yeah we're, not, yeah, we're not doing an F. That's, that yeah. feels like something I've never seen in my life. Yeah, fine. Okay. Well, look. Easy-ish. I think... I think in my... I would say Nintendo would be a B. Mm-hmm. I think they've... they've had it's a just solid released start. one of the greatest games of all time! I ain't played it, and I is know that... the Nintendo fanboys are going, it's an the Zelda's out. <laughs> Mario coming, and etc. It ain't here yet. So hmm. I think for the first half of the year, I think you could probably say that's a B. Probably a yeah. B plus, to be fair. You could probably give them, if we're doing pluses. Can you get an A, and, or is that going yeah. to wait until the year's ended? Well, is that how you're kind yeah. of... Are you, are you saving room for a, 
I mean, there's one way that one way of doing this is going ignore what's coming next, yeah. just what you got at the minute, which is arguably the way to do it. Mm. But I still think B plus is is an acceptable position for them. I think good solid releases. Um, if they'd have released the Mario as well, like then in the first half of the year, then you're absolutely laughing all the way to the bank. I think that's absolute yeah. quid. Argue that's overkill, so, but. Yeah, I mean, it would be, but that's <laughs> if you want to get the top marks, then that's where you have to be, in my <laughs> to really view. go the extra mile. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say B-plus for the for the first half of the year for Nintendo. Now, this is where it gets tricky, because it's a case of how low you go. Well. I mean, I think I think it's, it's difficult in some ways to distinguish between PlayStation and, and Xbox, but I think it's right to acknowledge on PlayStation that they've released a bit of new tech. I think you have to take that into consideration. It's not just a piece of, not like a webcam, like it's a significant... Like, <laughs> they have got a webcam, it's awful. They have, yeah. It's not even a webcam, because you can't plug it into your PC. They've locked it down, so you can't even multi-use it, you fucking morons. It's crap anyway, um, you wouldn't ever want to use it for anything. Even at this no. fucking low level, you wouldn't want to use it. No, no, no. I mean, but my point is, like, it's mm. a significant piece of gaming tech, right? Oh, so yeah. I think... With that in mind, they get a C minus. Gotten away with it. If I went right. home with that, I'd say you've got away with that. It is a getting away with it, and that's on the basis of the the, the tech. Like, if not, then then you're scrabbling around. Yeah. Um, and then Xbox. I mean, it, it's a D, right? I think. I'll let you. I'll let you go. I go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say it's a D, right? Because. You haven't released an awful lot. You know, they shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush, which I think has got a bump because of the shadow drop piece and the, the hype around that. I, I think it was a solid game, but from my perspective, it wasn't as good as I think the critics have marked it or graded it as. Um, and I just think the whole Redfall debacle just really drags them down. Like, that, yeah. I really do. I, th- I think that in itself is such a disappointment that it probably pulls them from a from a C or a C minus down to a D for me. I was going to ask about that because that's kind of where mm. I was thinking and wonder if that will be factored in. That actually, even if you release one great game, releasing just such a an abomination is enough to pull the 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 grading down. I think that's completely it fair is. because you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't ship to it. Yeah, you know, and and you, can- you know, especially when that's one of their key releases for the first half of the year as well right i mean that you know it's clear that they were going right redfall mm. h1 starfield h2 sort of thing yeah and that is, i don't know it just felt like such a disappointment like that's such a it wasn't even just average i mean it's below oh, yeah, it's really are in every way like scored lower even, than the aw game that i love so that's that's where if you if you're getting yeah. lower scores than that you're struggling the only yeah. thing that's rivaled it that you could argue is everybody's one two switch 58 i mean yeah. that's one point above it but the point is they got a zelda game out and they've yep. got several they've other got six things others which have, which have compensated right yeah. you can one can bomb yeah. if you're doing you know other stuff but the fact is, is others. you're looking at bloody minecraft legends and like you just got new, it's, it's new just starfield controller come out tech yeah they've got a watch as well in the pack but um <laughs> it's just it's just it's just not good enough from from microsoft right i think that's anyone that says that what they've done the first half of the year is acceptable and giving them a c i think you need to have your heads checked it's just not 
I must say, I'm assuming we are ignoring the the PC releases and the ports and Mighty Doom things like that. Yeah. Not, this is purely from a you know a new game and console yeah. and, and mainline PC perspective. So for those saying, well, Sony crapped on The Last of Us Part 1. It's like, yeah, but you know, we know you as Lee on Open Critic because it gives us a, a gauge of the newer stuff. And mm. um, that's kind of what everyone's going to be judged on. Because The Last of Us Part 1 is a great game. It's just the port's crap. Yeah. And, uh, and whatnot. So, just to get those out of there, and they'll start squabbling, won't they? These full facts coming out. <laughs> Done yeah. that wrong. So, just to just to cap that off, Nintendo have a B plus, so they are the yeah. star student at the moment. PlayStation yeah. with a C minus, getting away with it, and then <laughs> Xbox with a flat D, was it? Yeah, flat D, and that's from the resident referee. So, Phil, with lots of work to do to pull pull fingers out of asses, and I think we have to revisit this later in the year. Now I've done it. Nintendo, yeah. just carry on with what you're doing and get that Mario in good shape because that'll please the <laughs> lecturer here. And then Jim, just pull, just just know that you're on you're on notice with that. Yeah, like, I mean that's that's, fair, that's yeah. a warning. That's a warning. That C minus, isn't it? Of don't. It's be, a shot off the bow. <laughs> don't come back in Stop six months with similar. <laughs> get, get me saying, get, get get moving, basically. Get moving, absolutely. Anyway, that's the the platform holders done. Best of the rest yeah. is another little question. Okay. Out of these six, who do you think's released the most amount of games? Square Enix, Ooh, yeah. EA, Capcom, Bandai Namco, or THQ Nordic? Oh, this is going to be a trick. It's no, it's no tricks. I want my head wants to say EA, but I think it might be Square Enix. So I'm going to go with EA, but acknowledging that I think it's Square Enix. Yeah, you had it even, you've done a real Spurs there. Had Jaws yeah. of victory, you've just yep. snatched, snatched it. defeat. Yeah. <laughs> so Square Enix was the top dogs. Yeah. Bandai Namco was second with nine, and Sega was oh. third with eight. I don't even bother ranking the rest, because once you're out the top three, you're not worthy. And that's that. it. Yeah. In terms of the games, these are some of the highest scoring games that have been released. Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Dead Space, Final Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, Octopass, Traveller 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Hogwarts Legacy. Um, obviously, you've got most to say about Hogwarts. That's the one out of that that sort of slate you played. But yeah, how do you think overall the year's been? Is, is the, there's a fair yeah. amount of good quality games that have come out. Again, there's over over a dozen, half a dozen there. Mm. And again, you say one a month, you probably want to play perhaps of those sort of bigger titles. And yeah, it seems like if you're into that, there's a lot there's a lot lurking. Yeah, I mean, you know, where we've got the. I mean, I'd argue that you and I, and you even to a greater degree than me, have got the full menu available, right? I think mm. we're we're probably fortunate that we can, within reason, pick up whatever we want and play it. Um, you'd have to argue there's a lot there. I mean, there's there's less. So, I mean, if you just had a PlayStation, mm. like you're you're probably in a bit of bother there. Um, yeah. And well, those, you could argue is, those third parties though, are all all of. In fact, all of those games are on. PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think this is what we this is why focusing so heavily on the platform holders sometimes is a bit redactive because actually the industry most most of the numbers and the yeah. you know games that are coming out are from third parties and are multi platform. Like mm. the 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 exclusives are actually the exception to the rule. Yeah, generally. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 
but we like to mm. pick, we like to focus on them because they should be doing the best. But yeah, I, I, I think it's a it's it's a fair point. Um, but I think overall, if yeah, I mean, you'd have to argue that if you've got a PlayStation or an Xbox, largely, yeah, the third party titles and everything on there are going to have given you plenty to to be getting on with. I should say the exception to that actually is is Switch. Yeah, because actually. Only one of those games is currently out on the Switch. So I think that's yeah. actually it's interesting to see that Nintendo, I think they know they have to do a good job themselves of getting out, you know, seven mm. games in this in this half because the third party stuff just doesn't come as frequently because of the, the power d- differential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not getting Hogwarts Legacy to later on this year, if at all. I mean, that could be Shouldn't what, come. delayed it again. Should. I mean, uh, what an awful way to play that game. Well, that's what Paper's going to play it on, he said. And then Octopath Traveler 2 well, is the only one on there. The rest, they just, they're, they're, never, they're not going to get. So it kind of makes mm. sense that they put a bit more effort into getting a consistent slate mm. out. I, not- am, I don't know. But it's, I mean, this is a separate conversation that can go on forever. But I wonder whether they, as a deliberate, we'd rather do it ourselves. Because I'm sure there'd be studios and publishers that would do it. Yeah. Um, or whether they just go, it's cheaper and within our control to do it ourselves than to essentially outsource that. I just think they have their slate of games they make. They get 100% yeah. of the profit off that. And they're like, if the third parties want to come to Switch, we've got 120 million install base. They'll, it's up to them. We don't need, yeah. we don't, we, we clearly don't need yeah. big AAA third party support on the Switch because if we look at the metrics, Alan in the yeah. boardroom says, I don't need that. <laughs> if they want to put it on there, fine, we'll take 30% of the sales. If they yeah. want to spend time and resource doing a miracle job trying to port down bloody Resident Evil 4 to it, then have at it. That's- but we actually don't need any of that too at the moment. So on your bike, this, mm. this, there's really no reason for them to get involved other than if they wanted to create yeah. this ultimate ecosystem. But It is interesting, right? Because I think if you think about, you know, there's never any Mario fatigue, really. There's never any, mm. like, there's all these games that come out. Everyone's like, give me more. I'll have as many as you'll give me. Yep. Imagine if, you know, PlayStation did that with Last of Us's and there are people well, already sick of Horizon and Last of Us already. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm doing a first is, one. I'm like, Fucking hell, you only had two in a decade. This is the thing that always I, I don't know why, but it's kind of like Mario in itself as an example. Like the format of it, yeah, okay. Recently they've done a 3D Mario, and you said that's yeah. what you want. Like yeah. fine, but ultimately they're releasing a 2D Mario later this year, and I'm like, give me that. Yeah. I'll yeah. have it. I want it. Like. And I don't sit here going, oh, it's just stagnant. All they do is the same stuff. Oh, what? I've got a fucking elephant. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, there's no, there's no like criticism of that. Everyone just laps it up, and it's mm. an interesting dichotomy. Mm. There you it's, go. It's strong IP, isn't it? It's strong. Yeah. Intellectual. Why is, well, why? they've done a good job because, with it. Yeah, but they've done a good job with The Last of Us. They've done a good job with Horizon. It's just interesting that people get fatigued of doing those, like, games on a PlayStation or yeah. using an Xbox. Like, it's, it's just there's more of a war on those between those two as well. Yeah. What you get is when the noise seeps in, you get a lot of people moan about games they don't even play. Mm. Because it's on, it's on the green platform. Or it's on the blue platform. Yeah, Nintendo, yeah, okay. to be honest, are sort of 
excluded from that because they just get on with what mm. they're doing. They release seven games after year, six scoring yeah. excellently. They serve their customer base and they've been doing it for 30 odd years. Years and years and it's, years. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. Mm. Whereas on the other side, you're all, what's the first? Well, is, is it on PlayStation? Oh. That's, they only do third person and maybe they do only do third person action adventure games with story and people don't like it but a lot of the noise that seeps in is from from nonsense and maybe yeah, people yeah. are just sick of it who knows but yeah I just think it's interesting that 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 criticism gets levied like whereas like Nintendo have been churning out Mario's every couple of years or whatever for as you say mm. for like 30 odd years and everyone goes yep more please I'll have it Give me more, if anything, not less. It's yeah. just an interesting difference between the two, I think, in terms of of, of attitude and approach. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, I think, broadly. Yep, agreed. Right, I'm going to call the episode there. We're not calling. It. It. We're going to get into Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah. we've got about 45 minutes of Pac-Man waffling about that finally giving the lowdown the man that's played nearly every zelda game that's ever existed in real time so an interesting perspective for sure anyway mm. we'll see you on the other side <laughs> Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. I'm joined by the former quiz winner, Dim Digital Quiz that is, it's Pac-Man himself, it's Tom Aycock. How's it going? Hello mate, I'm good, thank you. Good. All the better for seeing speaking to you, especially with this high profile um, video game. Some are saying it's more than a video game. It's literally the best thing ever. So whether it's even classed as a video game now is going to be a question for you to answer. But it is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, undoubtedly the biggest game of this year, I would say, so far. I don't think there's any disputing that, regardless of what people think of it. It's just been a zeitgeist. It's died down a bit, I must say. We are recording and publishing this pretty quickly from when we're speaking, like a few days some of the stuff sits in the chamber for weeks but because it's Zelda. But I must say, it's kind of died down the last sort of three to four weeks. But the game's nearly been out two months, so that's obviously to be expected maybe. But Elden Ring felt like it went on forever. People talking about it. It's very true. Very true. Yeah, I haven't seen many of those. Like, I remember with Breath of the Wild, it was just constant from the minute it came out for about two years. Everyone, like, breaking the physics engine and doing all kinds of mad yeah. shit. They probably are, to be honest. I'm just, I haven't been looking up any of the stuff because I haven't played it. And bear in mind, you've been playing it since release, basically. I'm assuming you haven't been going, oh, Breath of the Wild tricks and tips when you're like 30 hours in. It's just not, yeah, not really something you want to do, yeah. is it, in case they drop like the end boss spoiler or some sort of thing you've not seen. So that, it probably is going on. We're just not engaged in it. But yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, the follow-up to Breath of the Wild. Cards on the table. Have you played every single Zelda game other than like... You can ignore things like, is it Minish mini, Caps or whatever those little shitters were they released? Like, you must have played the mainline ones, nearly all yeah. of them, other than like maybe one or two at this stage. I think I've played every mainline one and beat everything from A Link to the Past, so that's Super Nintendo onwards. Yeah. Um, and then I've probably, even like the Game Boy kind of sub ones, so that would be like Link's Awakening. Yeah. 
Oracle games, Link Between Worlds. I think I've pretty much played all of it. Oh no, the only ones I wouldn't have played are the um, the stylus ones that came out on the <laughs> DS. Yeah. I missed them. Yes, I think a lot of people miss those. Yeah, for, and for the very me. early ones. Like I, I've played number one before, never beat it, and then number two was very different and just didn't appeal, so never really played that at all. Number two is really hard as well. It's like one of those old school 2D hard games along with the ambiguous sort of nature of it. And the first one is kind of like off you go. And I think nowadays people just won't tolerate that level of openness because it's, it's, it's tricky to do. But needless to say, that is a lot of experience with this franchise. Now, the second question to follow up on that is Breath of the Wild. We're now, what are we, six years away? Was it 2017 it came out? Yeah. It was. So it's been long enough where you won't get crucified if you share any sort of negative opinion of it. But generally, what was your thoughts on Breath of the Wild? Because it's a massive departure in many ways for Zelda. And you could argue a lot of their games sort of, upon generations, change a lot. You know, we've seen that was even that those first two, the first Zelda and the second one, markedly different, like amazingly different. And then you got Ocarina of Time, and you know, it feels like they do they do swap things up a little bit. But Breath of the Wild in particular was like this is now full blown open, go and do what you want, and figure it out on your own sort of sort of job. But how did you find this transition to Breath of the Wild? So. I think I have to go about one game prior to that to kind of get, get the full kind of yeah. intel in that I feel like you're right. They do change up their games a lot, but it's more like graphical style, you know, uh, yeah. a core gameplay mechanic. In fact, I'd say really from Ocarina, the game kind of just, it was the same game over and over in terms of structure. You know, you would yeah. collect three like uh pendants to open something big and then something like a game changing thing would happen where then they'd read most of the time be two worlds you know whether it's light dark up down whatever like that that was the and then there'll be a gimmick within that wind mm. turning into a wolf uh go to the sky whatever you that you know and i feel like that had been done and done and done and done and and for my i've always enjoyed them i love wind i'd love that run of Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. I was like, yeah. these are great, all of them. Then they released Skyward Sword, which for me was really a bit of a bum note. Now, I don't want, it's not a bad game, but mm. it's my least favourite Zelda. It felt very, basically, you had the Sky World, from what I remember, the Sky World there, and then you would jump through the clouds and you would be in a different kind of like mini hub world, you know? So it was, mm. it was completely disjointed. There was no way on the ground to go from the forest to the desert for instance you had to go back to the, the sky world and back down and i just didn't get on with it the story was pretty good and mm. it went with much more of a, like a, a proper story but i came away thinking christ they do need to kind of rejig this formula and they did you know breath of the wild was the breath of fresh air and so i think i really enjoyed it and i think it was it was exactly what the series needed i did have some big problems with it same as most people the the weapon degradation terrible mm -hmm. for me it was the dungeons that were the, like for, they're yeah. the mainstay of only zelda you know they're you they're the things you remember most basically and those divine beasts were poor like i could pretty much say if i'd done my own i'm not gonna but you know ranking of top ordered the, the dungeons probably those four would be the bottom four in yeah. whatever order like, yeah. i just didn't didn't like them um 
combat not great um it, it basically definitely had some problems you know and to be honest i don't know how much of an open world guy i am anyway mm. yeah. you know i probably prefer a more curated experience i like you know i don't want to miss out i don't want someone's go oh, the, the, the side quests are better than the main event and i'm like mm. well fine and oh do you know what and the other thing really i guess the fact that he told his story like retrospectively, you know, like it was all uh, past tense. Well, told, what, really... told what story? Huh? Well, exactly. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I've just really nigged on it then. I still really enjoyed it. And I think it was absolutely need. That series was really in need of a bit of a, a reboot, you know, as much as Nintendo are going to do a reboot for the series, this, it was needed. And overall those complaints, though, there's quite a few, it was great gameplay. It was fun. I, I remember coming out onto that um, the Great Plateau and mm-hmm. just being like, Jesus, you know, when you kind of leave the Great Plateau and you realise how big this game is. And yeah. I just remember thinking, Christ, like, I was in awe a bit of it. Yeah. Um, and obviously that has... Through it. Yeah. And that has tapered off a bit, I guess, you know, over the years. But it was still... I, I probably gave it a platinum. And, you know, <laughs> it's... Is it in my top three Zeldas? No. Top five? Potentially not. But but they're all apart. But apart from that Skyward Sword, I would say that every Zelda is a good Zelda. So very, you know, probably platinum worthy. So we're not talking about goods, we're talking about greatest of all time. This is the conversation that people are coming here to hear. They don't want to hear anything else. So if you don't come sporting that opinion for Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know what we're gonna do. Probably get shut down. Musk's a big big fan, I reckon he'll shut the our Twitter account down. (laughs) <laughs> do, a, do a limit rate on it or whatever he's doing these days do you know how long you spent with tears of the kingdom roughly i don't i don't know if there's a way i did check there is a way it's not like, it's not that accurate on nintendo because it only checks every five hours or so but it's just right. more of a ballpark of what you thought you might have sat down and done because it's taken all of two months yeah i was gonna say it must be 70 hours plus yeah. i've done quite a lot of it yeah and it was on the switch obviously because that's all it's available on at the moment, yep. not even a uh, Wii U back compact game, unlike Breath of the Wild, which you originally played it on, if I remember correctly. You played it on the Wii U rather than the Switch, the true experience. Yeah, yeah. Did, did it have anything to do with... Do you remember they showed off, like, the map that you could do with the gamepad? Like, they no, I think that was taken away. The away. Only, yeah, it basically that... I can't remember what it's called. It's different in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, but, like, the Sheikah Slate mm. or whatever you had, that was always... It was still designed to look like a... The gamepad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the gamepad from Wii U, but yeah, no, I, I think they took away the those like, those kind of Wii U. I can't. Maybe they didn't actually. I don't know. No. It's too long ago. No idea. Fair enough. Any other relevant information we need to know before we kick into Tears of the Kingdom proper? Well, yeah, playing on Switch, I did treat myself to the OLED model of the Switch oh, yes. and got rid of my old one. So I got myself a, a Zelda themed OLED. To play in my head, I was going to play the whole thing pretty much uh, on handheld. Mm. I didn't actually. It's probably no. more fifty-fifty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only other thing really worth of note. And just quickly on that, did it make any <laughs> tangible difference having the OLED for Tears of the Kingdom? Or I mean, it is nicer screen. I mean, <laughs> but other than that, not really. It's bigger. And, and this brighter. was the Zelda edition, wasn't it? Is the white? Is it the yeah. white one? Yeah. It looks. To be fair, that looks nice, but. You know, not not really my cup OT, if I'm being honest. I'm just going to quickly read off what game has on the store page. I like to do this yep. now, just to set the tone. It says here, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Nintendo Switch. Explore the vast land and skies of Hyrule 
An epic adventure awaits in the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom game, only on the Nintendo Switch system. In this sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild game, you will decide your own path through the sprawling landscapes of Hyrule and the mysterious islands floating in the vast skies above. Can you harness the power of Link's new abilities to fight back against a Malilla... My struggles with Malavet... Malilla... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You do it. No, because now I can't do it. Malavet... Anyway, a nefarious <laughs> nefarious forces that threaten the kingdom. That's going to annoy me all session now. So that's what they've got on there. Now the actual game page on Nintendo's got more, but it's you have to like click through a slideshow and all. I ain't doing all that. But that's the kind of setup that they've given for Breath of the Wild. Um, let's start on your side of things in terms of story. A narrative. You said you called out Breath of the Wild not really doing the best job there, sort of playing it backwards and having to pick up memories and whatnot, and then what was there perhaps not being of substance. Has that been improved in Tears of the Kingdom? And to what extent, I guess, compared to some other games that you've, you've played that kind of maybe have strong stories? Where does it fall on the scale? Above Breath of the Wild and up there with some of the best, or same as Breath of the Wild and struggling to get off the mark? So it's better... As in the actual story is is more of a story, and the way you find the story is like I, I I don't know how you did, but on Breath of the Wild I maybe came across two or three of the memories by chance, mm. and then when I got to the end game I pretty much just googled where they oh, yeah. were, got them because I was like I'm not gonna you know that's Malevolent. just too painstaking going around that world looking for the exact angle. So you collect them Malevolent. in a different way. He's done it. I people can hear. I'm pressing. I'm using Google, and it's announcing it in my ear roll. They can all hear it because it feeds through. So it's one more. She should do it properly. This one. Malevolent. Malevolent. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. It's spelled not like that. Yeah. That's what. That's what put me off. Anyway, sorry. How did? Yeah. So better story. The way yeah. you collect the story is the same, but fundamentally, the way that story's told again through essentially a memory system, apart from certain parts which are probably happening in breath of the wild i've only played that game once and it's six years ago yeah. um yeah so you kind of get four or five of the beats by going through the main quest and the rest of it is you know you have to kind of go out of your way to find it so if like me you didn't enjoy that way of being told the story unfortunately it's the same deal here is the content of it better yes or, yes okay well, that's, it, that's kind of it's it, it's got the bunch, and the thing is here, you know Zelda game has a particularly good story. I would say that in the earlier 3D ones, they were kind of ahead of the game because not many games had oh, yeah. anything like a cinematic story, and they did. This has the bones of a pretty good story, but, you know, like all Zeldas, it's just not fleshed out. Yeah. Anyway, near. And the other thing they miss out on, I think... Um, I, I just, because the last open world game I played was Elden Ring and that's kind of mm. seared into my brain I did a lot of comparison in my head as I was playing this and I'm like I feel like they really missed the beat with that kind of level of world building that games like that do you know with the yeah. item descriptions you know with the loading screens it's you know Nintendo that team who made this game are super talented they could have you know lifted that wholesale off of those types of games and just really kind of added to the world even if you've got a minimalistic story mm. 
you know, Elden Ring for me done a lot with a few cutscenes, and something like Shadow of the Colossus done even more with like three. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, so with that kind of brilliant world building, this doesn't have that. So for me, a missed opportunity, really. So don't get Tears of the Kingdom if you're looking for narrative masterclass. I think that's fair to say. Um, well, on the technical side, this isn't really your strength, and it's not the Switch's strength either, as everyone knows. It's not a, a technical powerhouse because it's a fucking handheld, and that's you know it's it's being blown up on people's TVs because without that, people like me would have struggled to get it. But in in terms of performance, did you Nintendo games very rarely release in anything other than immaculate state? You know, I saw there was like a duplication glitch and some other like really like small minor things that were there. But in terms of like technical issues, crashes and things like that, I can only assume the code is almost clean as usual and just Nintendo just don't typically send out games that are in dire straits unless it's Pokemon, in which case they sort of point at the Pokemon group and, they, and then they point at Game Freak and they're all sort of pointing at each other going, well, what have we done here? We've sold 20 million copies in a week, so it doesn't matter. But Zelda's one of their flagships that done, they do in-house all the time and have complete control over, so I'm assuming this is in good, good condition. Yeah, I would say the things you're saying, flawless, and to do it on that hardware, probably some sort of technical miracle. yeah. yeah. Um, however, even my old eyes, my God, this runs at about 15 frames <laughs> at times, like oh, so much slowdown when there's, there's things going up. Yeah. And, and from all their wizardry, that switch is just, it's creaking at this. I played that Bayonetta, which looked, you know, 10 times worse than this, but that was the <laughs> first time I looked here and thought, Jesus, like this mm. is, it's starting to struggle. And, uh, yeah, it showed even more here, really. That's interesting to know. I mean, one, one of the one of the key reasons why I haven't jumped into it is one that I was at the time I was playing Persona Five Royal, and I thought I can't pick up another big game at the same time. And Persona Five Royal was so good that I didn't really want to anyway. But also in the back of my mind, I was like, "There's probably going to be a switch in the next eighteen months." So like holiday Christmas time, twenty twenty four would be the latest I would expect it. If that prediction is true should be a bit more powerful. There should be a Zelda version of Tears of the Kingdom on that system, and naturally it should just run a little bit better, if nothing else. And who knows, it might have some other bells and whistles. So it's interesting to hear that perhaps this was not a step too far necessarily, but certainly you can tell we're at the end stage of the, of the generation or the cycle for Nintendo, and even their, you know, their own in-house games, they're pushing it right to the limits. They're, like hitting, yeah. they're hitting the ceiling constantly. Um. Any other issues or things to talk about on the present? I mean, how does it look? I mean, does it look like much of an improvement from Breath of the Wild? I have seen side-by-side screenshots and it, there is improvements there, but I don't know if I would say, oh, I can see why the Wii U couldn't have this run in, other than perhaps the scope of the game. But visually, it kind of sticks with that similar style that we had in Breath of the uh, Wild. Yeah. To, again, because I haven't played it for a while and haven't seen those side-by-sides, it looks exactly the same, almost mm. more like a... Uh, DLC in terms of like, it, absolutely not DLC in terms of content, but just like, it, you know, it could have been made in 2019 rather than 2023. You know, it, it's very similar. I mean, like I said, more technical and it, it is the scope of things. Like, you know, you can jump from the sky via yeah. the land yeah. into the depths, you know, all in, you know, no loading. It's things like that are quite incredible, you know, and mm. just the music cues changing as you kind of go from one area to another. It's, it is brilliant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, visually, if you like that kind of 
what I don't know what to say. It's not shell uh, cell shaded. It's yeah. somewhere in between, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a not, nice art. It's not style. photo realistic, is it? It's, no. it's, it is an art style, as you say, rather than yeah. a you know a, a and it, it works for it. It's yeah. good. It's nice. Again, I think we have to do, repeat. The, this is running on a handheld device, and I know we've got the Steam Deck and the Ally Rog now, which are basically mini PCs and handheld, which kind of show what could be done if you put some real money and power into it. But Nintendo didn't do that here, and uh, as, as we said, the actual system's old. You know, six yeah. years knocking on probably seven, nearly eight years by the time we get a second look at whatever they do next so that's interesting I, won't, I will just gloss over this but I'll make sure there weren't any other issues you had other than what you've mentioned there in terms of like crashes or things I, I no like I said it was it pretty much was flawless yeah. in terms of like um, actual performance apart from those frames dropping um, yeah lots of slowdown but in terms of crashes anything like that no absolutely yeah. not so let's get into the game itself I want to hear about some of the changes they've made what's good what's bad because some people have gone off and played this game and gone up to Warbit like they have with some Nintendo games. They don't come back, unfortunately. You don't hear hear any sort of sense out of them for many years. They just come out, come back of this sort of changed persona they, and how this is the godfather of everything. Adkins has gone to Warbit and not come back at all, for example. He's sort of got stuck in some gaming rut where he's not even finishing the game off. So I don't know how, I don't know whether he's enjoying it still or not. But in the early game, he was really banging the drum for this. And uh, was 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 very much interested in it, but like I said, it's been reviewed so highly. It's no, it's still, it's not, it's no longer the highest rated game on Open Creek. It's down to number two, uh, well, joint second with Red Dead, Breath of the Wild, and uh, Tears of the Kingdom. They're all sort of joint. Red Dead Two, that is, and Mario Odyssey, your favourite, is sitting at number one. So all those news articles of Tears of the Kingdom, the new top, lasted all of a week, and none of them updated the stories, which is interesting. So where are we with, with Tears of the Kingdom then? Because I've seen it's there's a lot of creativity available with the new powers in terms of crafting things together. Some people say that the the problem around the weapon degradation basically fixed because you can fuse, you know, lots of weapons together. They've got more durability on them, and you can just keep doing that over and over. I've seen criticisms where it feels like you're constantly having to collect resources and other bits to fuse said weapons or said bits and pieces and that's a bit of a, a drag that's not something people want to do in a zelda game but again this is a departure from the og series and probably an extension of breath of the wild where do we stand what we like and what we dislike in it's and there's a lot to try and pack in here yeah. because it's a vast game but i'll let you just go where that little pac-man brain feels like it needs to go okay so it's probably the closest sequel they've ever done in mm. terms of it, it just you know it is Breath of the Wild 2, like no doubt about it. And it yeah. builds upon that. It uses that as its template and it, it goes with it. I would say that everything it does that Breath of the Wild did, it does better. So it is a better game in pretty much every single way. Yeah. Um, so powers, you know, it, they take a while to kind of get your head around. There's definitely a steep learning curve. Like just, for instance, um, the one that you can ascend through things. Mm. Honestly, for the first probably 10 hours, I was, you know, basically trying to climb up everything, getting stuck in rooms, not realizing I could just ascend out. You know, the way to get over mountains for me, and that's the, yeah, okay, it's that. So the way I ended up getting over mountains was I generally looked for a cave and then just ascended from the bottom to the top. Made a lot of sense. But, you know, you with these other powers, you've got at least three or four different options Mm. to achieve almost. Basically, I think they've looked at those, those videos online 
and realize people love the creativity that kind of probably wasn't meant to be in Breath of the Wild and they've just lent into it. Yeah. So if, if that was what you were into in Breath of the Wild, you are absolutely going to love this. because you stay in orbit, you know, not come back. Because I would sit there and work on puzzles and figure them out and then afterwards Google has to do it and mm. there was three or four other ways to do it that weren't the way I did it. And I'm just like, this it's obviously been designed that way and I'm just, I couldn't believe it. So yeah, those powers for a start are just better just yep. than the ones in breath of the wild. Um, gameplay loop, I guess is similar in that you have an opening world, you know, then you're in the main quest where you can just kind of go anywhere, complete things in any order and whatnot. What I would say is I, it was late in the, um, the pre-game, um, sort of hype, but you know, I started hearing that the temples had been fixed. They were much more in line with, um, you know, the the, the classic the proper Zelda dungeons. Yeah, yeah, and that's not the game's fault. That's that's me getting hyped up on that old train. Jumped on, stayed on there to the last stop, and I was <laughs> I was disappointed, Joe, because oh. they they're not they they're they're much more in line with the Divine Beast than they are of any classic zelda dungeon do you think some of this is that people don't have lived knowledge of original zelda games like you have you always play them all in real time Mm. and like had that experience through there's a lot of perhaps journalists these days that aren't old enough to have even played them that like there's a lot of talking heads that might have won't have played them at the time may have gone back and dabbled with ocarina because they heard it was good but don't have that kind of moment to moment you know memories of what a dungeon could be like and therefore when they see it's an improvement of the divine beast at any level they're like oh yeah these this is what people are probably talking about much more like it. Yeah. or am i just being you know no maybe theories? perhaps yeah because i mean there's big development cycles you know if you take breath of the wild out mm. i don't know when when twilight princess has come out that's probably like 2012 or something i don't 29 2009 10 you'll find it you keep going i'll Go find on. it yeah, um, so very much potentially, um, what else was I going to say? I think what it is, is Nintendo make these games so open that they almost kind of hamstring themselves. I don't know how it works with the development and coding of these games, but, you know, the fact that all the temples tend to be of a similar difficulty because you can go to anyone first. They're all similar in design because I guess you only ever need your core powers to kind of get through them. I would just like it better personally if they'd done it where it's open, but GTA open where, you know, there's your map, but you know what? There's a, there's something in your way. You can't go over there yet because you need some, you know, item A or B. I just don't feel like they need to be as open as they make them. Again, I found this, it was something I didn't like in Breath of the Wild. And again, it's here in Tears of the Kingdom. So on the one hand, amazing that you can do anything, go anywhere and complete the game in 20 minutes if you know what you're doing. But, for me, that's not necessarily a positive. Mm. So just going back, so we're Twilight Princess HD in 2016. Mm-hmm. 2015, we're Triforce Heroes, which doesn't count. Yep. Majora's Mask 3D, which doesn't count. A Link Between no. Worlds, which is the free... I think that's the one you really liked, actually, the 3DS mm-hmm. one of that. Wind yep. Waker HD, also in 2013. And then Skyward Sword was originally 2011. So yeah, 2011's last mainline game. So what's that? It's like 13 years. So yeah. absolutely there could be people, you know. And then when you go back further than that, probably to uh, Wind Waker original. Yeah. Exactly. That's, you know, your last 
I say it was well, well, I mean, they were all well received, but to be fair, Wind Waker actually was not panned, but a lot of people had complaints about Don't the like that look of it, do they? It looks like a cartoon. Yeah. 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 Now, now everyone goes, oh, it has an Easter day. So, well, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, I mean, have you got any other questions about this? Because could go on forever, but I've also lost on what I'm saying. No, well, I mean, I guess the. I guess the headline I'm getting is it's not. There's a lot that's changed, and a lot, also a lot that hasn't changed. And it's almost like a status quo of Breath of the Wild. There is a certain style of gameplay that will appeal to, and they've. And you said you used the term well, I think, leaned into that side of things, that creativity, that sort of toy box nature of Breath of the Wild with the highly complex physics system and the way that you can fuse the different powers and use them in tandem just to create insane bits and pieces and contraptions. But those looking for traditional Zelda, for whatever that whatever that means to whoever it means it to, perhaps lacking. And that's maybe not a, a negative thing for, for, for many people. I mean, this is the most popular Zelda game ever now, so clearly doing something right. But old heads who come up through the ranks who helped Zelda become what it came by waving the Zelda flag back in the 90s, now being hung out to dry for Roblox light, many are saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that is basically how I feel. I feel like, you know, as good as this game is, I mean, it is for me because I still enjoyed it thoroughly. I just, I'm just not on the same wavelength as some of these people because I'm not fussed about building a go-kart that can go across higher all in 20 minutes you know like i'll wait whatever i need just to get me over the thing and then i'm happy you know it doesn't yeah. keep it very basic and then i'm done i'm happy um so i'm never gonna sort of go into those bits the same with like you know on the one hand it's great because you know you can fuse anything like especially to the arrows i found really good because you get that kind of slow motion bit yeah. to give you a bit of a you know second to kind of attack and you can just you know but the thing is i wouldn't really think about anything i would just randomly assign something to an arrow See. and if it yeah and if it froze them or took a lot of health off i was like right let's go with that again and again and again and again so, i like the uh the eye thing you could like put an eye to it, it tracks them and, hmm. and that because i found the aiming of breath of the world sometimes difficult um yeah so well, I like, once i found that one out i used it a lot to be fair yeah. and, and also in the in Breath of the Wild, a lot of those items you picked up, like the wings and the eyes, you had about a million of them by the end of the game. They were yeah. not useful. They're like, yeah. oh, make a stew or critic. Yeah. And I was like, I don't make want to make an elixir. I don't need it. I've got fifty <laughs> fucking arts now. Yeah. All these little mini shrines that you've given me. So I'm I'm kind of glad in one sense that they've given those items a bit more of a use rather than just chuck them in a bowl and see yeah. that stupid music going din 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 and then he goes, oh, you can now resist the cold for five minutes. I'm like, oh, good. I mean, I mean, I'm in the fucking lava land, but that'll that'll be useful perhaps later on. Um, yeah, we still have the shrines, of course, and we have also the sky fucking planets, whatever they're called. It's, I know there's a certain name from people are pulling their air out over that. Start on the shrines. Are they still? Because I quite like the bite-sized nature of those, and that they were they kind of present you a problem. At a very base level, and then by the end of it, you've solved that problem four times in depth with more complex issues. Are they still of that ilk? And are they still? I don't know if you liked them originally, but I certainly did, and that's that's kind of one of the highlights that I found from. Breath I was going to say that was probably the highlight in Breath of the Wild, and arguably the highlight here for me as well. They're again just as probably more so creative because those yeah. core powers are better, like hands down. So yeah, I love them all. Like the, the way. 
<laughs> the, the the feeling you get once you kind of figure it out and like you said then it just becomes a harder version of the same puzzle yeah and it's the answers are so obvious sometimes but my god you'd be sitting there for ages i was i'm not the smartest man but uh yeah it gives you such a sense of satisfaction and probably the most you know dungeon wise that they are you know more much more in line with those kind of puzzles you would have seen yeah in a traditional zelda dungeon um, so yeah size. They're actually easier to find the dungeons here as well. Um, they're a lot more in the open. Yeah, they still have a puzzle sometimes to get into them. Mm. But um, that, do you know what? That is one thing I like about this as well. Probably the same Breath of the Wild, where like everything you do in this game is its own little puzzle. You know, yeah, like yeah. you'll find like the, the they have the towers again where you unlock the map, and you might get one or two for free. But every other one, you know, there's something wrong with it. There's a puzzle yeah. to be solved just to get it to, just all to get work. Up to the top. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, also, okay. I, I do love that. That like everything you do just then creates another puzzle, another roadblock that you just got to think your way around. Yeah. I always used to like just walking up to a random lake in Breath of the Wild and then putting on like the magnet power. And eight times out of ten, there'd be a little um, like a crate in there that you could pull out, yeah. a little bit of treasure and whatnot. Now the treasure became almost useless towards the back end of the game. But um, that was always something. And like you said, the world littered with all these small things and you probably miss 40% of them just wandering by and not realising there's a little puzzle kind of to be had there. So these sky, oh, yeah, these skylands or whatever they're called, and again, people get annoyed by the, the wrong terminology. How does this, does this add to, obviously it adds to the game just in scope because you're going up a whole new level. How much so and how impressive is this? Or... Is it a bit of an unneeded distraction in the way they're kind of implemented? Because Hyrule felt big enough to me, and now we're adding an above and a potentially a below sort of versions of that to go and explore. So there's a lot of mass to be wandering around in to get lost and to get sidetracked. So neither really. Like, is in the Sky Islands are definitely like core to the story they tell in this. Mm. They're needed. Um, you can pretty much avoid them apart from a couple of key, you know, okay. instances. Um, and like Breath of the Wild, like Hyrule, like the Depths, they're kind of just a bit barren for the most part. Yeah. You know, you'll land on one, there might be a chest and a couple of enemies to fight. And, you know, that will be it. Some of them are larger, you know, shrines and whatnot. Yeah. But, for the most part, you know, I was kind of nervous at think, you know, I was thinking, Christ, Breath of the Wild was big. Now I've yeah. got to contend with, you know, an entire map underneath Hyrule, a high, an entire map above it. Like, this is going to be ridiculous. But no, it's not as, like, overwhelming as you kind of first led to believe. Um, there are, do you know what? Some of the good stuff, though, like, uh, you know, in the story, these islands have risen up, so they'll have like rocks falling off them. I guess yeah. you know you'll run past, yeah. And it took me a little while, but I realised I could use one of the um, the powers to rewind time. That little recall hold onto a rock, recall. And basically, that is how I kind of navigated Hyrule for a long time. Hmm. Um, just I'd fly myself up to the top and then just kind of fly across. Because you know, something you said then did ring true as well. In the this game is fucking hard to begin with. Uh, yeah. But then there becomes a point where it becomes very easy. If you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the and because in. it's so hard, I feel like what I did was exactly what I said. I would just fly up and basically avoid all the encounters. Yeah. You know, because you can level up through the shrines. Yeah. 
you you don't need to engage you know you the weapons all fall apart after five minutes you know doesn't at the end of the day yes you can fuse things and make them stronger but they still fall apart like you know there's no way around that um so it's, it's a strange game the balancing is a bit off for me with it really in that it doesn't again because of those lack of dungeons because of that lack of like you know slowly building your arsenal of weapons it's kind of a weird yeah it's, it's definitely an odd difficulty balance strange yeah i because i've revisited breath of the wild god was it this year or late last year anyway within the last 12 months and when i went through it more in depth than i did the first time Mm. I got to a point the first time I went through it and I was like, oh, I just want this done. And I know what to do. I need to go and see yeah. again. At that. And it was like, okay, I can just... And it was always that thing. I was like, I'll do that and then go back and clean it up afterwards. And then I did it and I was like, I'll put it down for a week and then never went back until recently. Yeah. And yeah, when I first booted it up, I remember dying like more than I died in the opening of Elden Ring. I'm not even joking. No, I was like, yeah. Maybe I was a bit more careless. So I was, like, with Elden Ring, I was super on like guard all the time because anything could spring out and kill you so you, you're a bit more cautious by nature but initially i was like these three hearts i'm taking like two hits and i'm down and god forbid one of their wooden clubs gets set on fire and they swing that at me because i'll die in one hit and um it, it took a while like you said for the, for the game to sort of balance where i felt like i could compete um and then later on once you get more and more hearts and stamina and armor and whatnot it becomes much easier but they definitely started out you start out underpowered compared to what what can happen and you can die pretty quickly um yeah and the combat's just not that compared again when i was thinking of elden ring i was like you die loads in elden ring yeah but that is a, you get good at that you're fine as they say yeah you know technically you can beat anyone there without taking a hit it's ridiculous yeah. but it can zelda yes they've got the sort of the flurry rush deal you know the um parry system and all of that but you know, I learned those things when I needed to, you know, attack yeah. against an enemy where it was kind of, you know, clear that I needed to do those things. Otherwise, you're kind of just like locking on and swinging away and Jumping do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I do find the bread and butter combat very, like, standard and not, not actually that good. It's just there as a... And I, I always was under the impression they wanted you to use those powers and whatnot. And I was hoping maybe the, the, they would improve here, but... The bread and butter, sort of swinging and blocking and dodging, was kind of felt really. St- it felt felt like it hadn't really moved on, perhaps since Ocarina of Time, when they first stumbled across that lock on, and then the dodging. hundred percent. Whatnot. What I would say is here, they they just want you know they've got even more creative because I haven't really mentioned yeah. it, but you pretty you know it, you have companions essentially, and you can utilize so any in any battle like situation you can use your core you know sword shield arrows you can use the abilities kind of manipulate the terrain to your advantage and then as you kind of meet these companions you can use their weapons essentially yeah. so the, the 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 amount of things you can do in combat is is huge absolutely huge although not ideal sometimes you will be trying the companions are there in real time you need to kind of go up to them to activate their power and honestly, the amount yeah. of times when I was in the fucking middle of battle and I was looking for the little wind fella and <laughs> couldn't find him, I was like, where's he gone? And uh, not always ideal. I found um, that the one thing it shared of Elden Ring, which I didn't like, was just the clumsiness of moving between weapons and mm. powers. And in Elden yeah. Ring, it's more about objects, isn't it? And like, you know, yeah. even healing stuff. You're like fiddling around with the face button thinking, oh, bloody hell, what am I doing here? And then you've got to hold 
like the left bumper to select your shield that breaks then you've got to hold the left bumper and press the left on the d-pad to change your fresh shield and all, all that sort of stuff it is a yeah I mean, mate there's a few times when i threw away because like yeah the, one of the powers if you just press the wrong like bumper trigger you'll end up throwing your sword in a river when you wanted <laughs> yeah. to like when you wanted to infuse something to it and i just think it, it, it is a victim here where there's just so much you can do yeah that some of the button configurations kind of get a bit weird. Like there's just not enough buttons on that switch to kind of actually do it. And they do a really good job of like mapping them as best they can. Mm. But again, you know, that is a big learning curve when you start big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as we just sort of wind down into this, anything to say on bosses? Obviously a big staple of Zelda. Obviously don't give away the no, of course. The, the content of them. See, but how are they? Because I, I, again, on Breath of the Wild was like, these are okay, I don't know if I want them any more complex because of the controls mm. and the combat being a bit stiff. However, we'll always take some sort of really exciting and compelling bosses if given the choice. Yeah, so these are, I would say, probably the biggest improvement mm. for me. Well, for me, yeah, mm. over Breath of the Wild, they are much more in line with what you would expect Nice. Um, in terms of, like, physically you know, what you need to beat them, the encounters, just, yeah, like everything about them was more, what I would say, epic and yeah. more Zelda. So, yeah, big, big improvement there. Excellent. Let's do the formalities. Unless there's anything else you wanted to mention. Um, um, I guess really the only other thing is the depths itself. We didn't really speak, because that no. has got more going. Yeah. Because obviously you sky and depths and then you've got high roll. I would say there's more going on down there. Okay. For sure. Um, and it has that, it doesn't, I love like the, honestly, the score in this game is fantastic. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't expect anything else. And the little, like, I don't know, like string arrangement as you kind of go descend into the depths. So good. So nice. Um, and then, you know, it's completely dark down there. So you kind of get this one utility uh, resource that will light as you go. So you need to kind of make sure you've got your arrows or you're going to throw these little light seeds. And yeah, there's definitely a lot more. There's a lot of like, you know, high level enemies. There's like mainline story down there. Mm. I feel like that is, there's a lot more going on in the depths than there is in the sky. And yeah. that was a really nice addition. Um, yeah, I guess that is probably, I mean, there's a load you could talk about in this oh, game. We could be here hours, couldn't know, we? So yeah. it's, it's one of those yeah. things just to draw the line somewhere. Otherwise, yeah. There is just too much to talk about. His games are so vast in scope, for better or for worse. Well, look, the Dimp Digital Game Gallery is obviously open 24-7, and we take uh, new games to be inserted into it, if someone within the ranks just feels like it deserves to go in. So does The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom earn itself a way into the Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery? I would say that even before I played it, I would have probably given Terence a call and said, Terence, you know, get the plaque ready. We've got a new game coming. You know, so Buff yeah, absolutely. Put it on yeah, pre-order. So, so it's, going, mm -hmm. it's going in there. And I guess the final part, and some people will say it's a minor detail, but this is what people really are interested in, is how do you want to grade it? You've got platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. I'm going to give Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom a gold. A gold? So it doesn't get the full plat? Not that, for me, no. That'll annoy no. people. It, they can annoy them all they want. I'm <laughs> telling you. It's, don't get me wrong. It, people, if someone tells me it's their favourite game of all time, with the you know, the level of You'll go, how old are you? Detail. You didn't play the old ones, did you? <laughs> 
I'm not complaining. Yeah, no. I'm not going to argue with them. But for me, you can't argue I just with them. Think, That's for one reason. You literally can't. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but this is not. You know, I just kind of. Well, I don't. Cause they're not going to go back now. Is the thing. I guess no. my my best hope is they remaster some of the old ones, which they've got every chance of doing. Yeah. And then you know, I'm I'm fine with the series. It's you know, it needed a, a revamp, but just not everything in it is for me. And I think most most of it comes down to the fact that, like I said, I'm not a massive open world guy. I think again, going back to Elden Ring, I think what what helped me there with the open world is because it's so hard and because I'm not very good, you know, you're forced into the world to kind of grind to level up to then fight the bosses that stand in your way. Mm. Whereas this, you know, on the pure adventure side, just just looking for things that, you know, for the sake of looking, it just doesn't do it for me like the same because you can just kind of, you know, collect resources, collect, you know, potions and food to get you through and then you know, once you get to a certain level of weapon then you're, you're fine um so yeah it just didn't really have that kind of necessity to see the world to kind of get through the world yeah um and yeah and and kind of the, what they've chose to kind of go with are the bits again that aren't really you know for me the bits for zelda for me will always be you know probably more into like the story and the dungeons you know and because story is lacking because dungeons still they're an improvement they're not there yeah yeah it's just you know if i think of the zeldas that i love they are platinums this is for me a level below which does sound mental because this game is universally loved and it is still a great game just yeah just one off from me one off well that's what happens sometimes and uh we are we appreciate your honesty because it's not allowed to say that really out loud so for you to put it out there to the sort of millions of idle game chat listeners they will be they'll be coming for you but anyway good to get us in the books i'm glad that you managed to get your way through it and sunk a good amount of time into it didn't rush through it just played it naturally and uh been good to speak to you about legend of zelda there is no better person that didn't ranks to speak about zelda because like we said easily got the most experience going back all the way to the uh the 90s and the 80s sort of old head useful knowledge wisdom they call it didn't they that's it yeah sort of stuff anyway we're going to get out of here for this week if you make this far thanks very much we appreciate your time but nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da This was a Dimp Digital production.